everyone. Good day. Welcome to another podcast of IT, a weekly Jamaican perspective. Alright, this week we are getting right into the meat of the matter. I had spoken to you before and said that I would continue along the um, IT trends for 2020. And the one that I'm delving in today is the Internet of Things. Alright, so without much ado, uh, go right in. What is the Internet of Things? Now, the interconnection by the Internet of Computing Devices um, embedded in everyday objects, enabling them to send and receive data. So, basically, the Internet of Things, or IoT, is a system of interrelated computing devices, mechanical and digital machines, objects, animals, or people, that are provided with unique identifiers and the ability to transfer data over a network without requiring human to human or human to computer interaction. Now, examples of the objects that fall into the scope of the Internet of Things include connected security systems, thermostats, cars, electronic appliances, lights in household um, houses uh, and commercial environments, alarm clocks, speaker systems, vending machines, and more. Uh, Well-known examples of IoT devices include smart speakers like Amazon Alexa or Google Home, smartwatches like the Apple Watch, internet-connected baby monitors, video doorbells, and even toys. Now, the Internet of Things is used um, as, or sometimes referred to the Internet of Everything. It really consists of web-enabled devices that collect, send, and act on data they acquire from their surrounding environments using embedded sensors, processors, and communication hardware. Now, um, let's get into how this idea was, um, how, when, when, when was it started, how was it born? Now, the term Internet of Things is around 16 years old. The actual idea of connecting devices has been around much longer, at least since the 1970s. Back then, the idea was often called embedded internet or pervasive computing. But the actual term Internet of Things was coined by a Kevin Ashton in 1999 during his work at Procter & Gamble. Ashton, who was working in supply chain optimization, wanted to attract senior management's attention to a new exciting technology called RFID. Because the internet was the hottest new trend in 1999 and because it somehow made sense, he called his presentation the Internet of Things. Even though Kevin grabbed the interest of some of the um, Procter & Gamble executives, term Internet of Things did not get widespread attention for the next 10 years. 
The concept of IoT, however, started to gain some popularity in the summer of 2010. Information leaked that Google Street View service had not only made 360-degree pictures, but had also stored tons of data on people's Wi-Fi networks. Persons were debating whether this was the next start of new Google strategy to not only index the internet, but also index the physical world. The same year, the Chinese government announced it would make the Internet of Things a strategic priority in their five-year plan. So, basically, the Internet of Things, as was said before, you know, it, it came about, you know, for, for a while now, but really gained steam after 2010. And so, um, you know, the real-world applications of, of, of IoT is really where it's at. So, what IoT applications promise to bring is immense value to our lives. With newer wireless networks, superior sensors, and revolutionary computing capabilities, the Internet of Things could be the next frontier in the race for its share of the technology wallet. Now, um, basically, when you look, at, if you were to look at a, at a picture of the Internet of Things, you basically have the Internet, the Internet connect um, in the center, or what would, be, what would be considered Internet of Things in the center, and then you have online shopping, wearable technology, smartphones, all of these are offshoots of the inter Internet of Things, vehicles, in-flight services, um, personal computers, music, homes and appliances, home lighting, that sort of a thing, analytics, yeah? So um, all of these things are offshoots and, and part of the Internet of Things network. So let me give you an example of what the Internet of Things could be. Eh? Just imagine an intelligent device such as a traffic camera. The camera can monitor the streets for traffic congestion, accidents, weather conditions, and communicate this data to a common gateway. This gateway also receives data from other such cameras and relays the information further to a citywide traffic monitoring system. Now take for instance the municipal corporation decides to repair a certain road. This may cause traffic congestion on the way to a national highway. This insight is then sent to the citywide traffic monitoring system. Now, considering that this is a smart traffic system, it quickly learns and predicts the patterns in traffic with the use of machine learning. This is something we'll get into um, further down the road. It's part of our trends for 2020. Eh? The smart system can thus analyze the situation, predict its impact on the traffic, and relay the information to other cities that connect to the same highway via their own respective smart systems. The traffic management system can analyze the data acquired and derive routes around the project to avoid bottlenecks. The system could also convey live instructions to drivers through smart devices and radio channels. 
Meanwhile, the city schools and workplaces near the project could also be called to adjust their schedules. This creates a network of self-dependent systems which leverage real-time control. And this is just one example of the Internet of Things applications. Now, I am pretty sure everybody is asking the question, okay, well, since this is so wonderful, um, what are the risks? Now, there are several risks. And the first one that we, we can look at is access to sensitive data. One of the main IoT challenges is that the devices often record have access to and stream sensitive data. Security systems such as cameras and doorbells are increasingly a part of small business networks and can quickly create major issues if hacked by a cyber criminal. Yeah? So office equipment such as printers are also potential access points. And a compromised printer could easily mean that the attacker can view everything that is printed or scanned in an office. Yes, and people, you better believe, um, once you have access, once it has access to the internet, it can be hacked. And everything that has access to the internet is hackable. There is a, there is a show called the Hackathon that is, that is done every year. Um, various parts of the United States, but you can just YouTube it, Hackathon, and you will see um, real hacking in live live action, real time. Somebody, somebody hacking a car, somebody hacking um, a device. So um, this is a serious scenario, um, a serious risk, and I, and I would gather that the network that surrounds these devices will have to be controlled in a serious way. Um, in further podcasts, I'll be speaking about networking and giving an insight because a lot of these things that I'm speaking about are uh, depend on networking, depend on the robustness of a network, depends on the security scenarios surrounding that network. So, and failure to have proper security protocols in place for that network will cause a lot of these things to have issues and a lot of risks to come to the surface. Uh, so we will speak on um, <clears throat> networking in a few more podcasts. Eh? But we'll continue with the IoT risks for now. Another one is sabotage. A hacked IoT device will allow the hacker to access its functions. While a coffee maker might not allow an attacker to do anything more dangerous than brewing a latte, a hacked heating system or a machinery can create far more disruption to a business. A bad actor could potentially hold a vehicle and its occupants hostage or demand payment to stop the sabotage of an assembly line. Right? Now, botnets. Cyber criminals can bring together huge numbers of infective devices into networks called botnets. These botnets can be used for a variety of things, but they are best known for their use in distributed denial of service attacks. Um, 
Now, distributed denial of service attack sends out a targeted stream of network requests from infected devices to the server, computer, or network that the bad actor wishes to bring down. As there are too many network requests for the target to handle, it crashes and becomes unavailable for real users. Alright, let me give you a real life explanation for that. Just imagine you have a doorway. Yeah? And 40 people try to run through the doorway at one time. Because so many people have attacked the doorway, the persons who actually need to use the doorway cannot. And hence, whatever transaction would have been done by coming through that doorway has been thwarted. And you need to clear that 40 persons trying to get through the doorway first before transactions can com commence once again. Yeah? So that's really a real world visualizing of what a distributed denial of service attack looks like. Uh, so in 2016, a botnet brought down some of the biggest sites using that method, including Twitter and Netflix. Um, right? So it's something that uh, we will speak on again in a subsequent podcast. Eh? Now, IoT security. So, to, so, so, so we, we spoke about the risks a while ago. Now let's speak about the security. How can we mitigate against some of these risks? One, use strong passwords. Having strong passwords is always important, but especially so for IoT devices. With a weak password taking control of an IoT device through its own interface or web portal is trivial. What's even more concerning is that many IoT devices come with the default passwords, which many users don't change, meaning that the attacker may already know the password to your device. Right? Strong passwords on the rest of your network will also add a second line of defense if an attacker does gain access through a device. Stopping or hindering their attacks or attempts to access files, databases, and other devices. Changing the password on your router to a long and strong one is especially important as a compromised router quickly leaves the whole network vulnerable. Alright, so strong passwords, that's the first line of your security. Alright, for, for IoT devices. The second one is network security. So please ensure that you have an up-to-date secure router with a firewall enabled. Your router can be the first point of attack. And if your router is compromised, it will leave your entire network vulnerable. And installing an endpoint security solution that allows you to discover vulnerabilities in your network, for example, wonder scan feature such as Avast Wi-Fi inspector, is essential. Now remember, we speak about the fact that Internet of Things devices are always um, have important data uh, on, on, on it, so to speak, because it, it, it's a camera looking at, at, at certain things, whether you're, you're the front of your house or wherever. So having 
proper security on these devices is an important um, scenario to have. All right, patches. Responsible manufacturers will release security updates for their IoT devices when vulnerabilities are discovered. Ensuring your patches, your devices are patched regularly with the latest updates is important. If you have a device that doesn't receive updates, consider the benefits of the device against the potential impact on your business in the event of an attack. So, um, basically, what do you have to lose? If what you have to lose is greater than the, the update is, is, is greater than, 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 than the, the um, device, um, losing the device, um, make sure that you either get a better device or you patch the, the present device that you have. All right? And consider necessity. As there is a growing market for IoT devices, manufacturers are eager to pump out large numbers of them and may not spend time developing their product security. So while IoT devices can be highly useful, whether you consider whether your office kitchen really needs that internet-enabled toaster or a kettle. Yeah? So you have to decide what, is, what, is your, what your core needs are and which devices you would want to have as an Internet of Things device, bearing in mind that um, security is a priority. So, in conclusion, while the benefits of new technology always seem exciting, especially for small business owners looking to save money and increase productivity, it's important to take time to understand the risks that come with it. Internet of Things devices have the potential to bring efficiency improvements to many industries, but steps should also be taken to ensure that they leave your network, that they don't, sorry, leave your network vulnerable to malicious actors. Right? So one of the things that you always consider is how secure these devices are how important you think these devices will be to your business and weigh the pros and cons. This will enable you to always make sure that your network is kept secure and your data and information is kept even more secure. Um, as a, you, if you notice how many times we have spoken about network over the course of this podcast, as I said to you before, it's an important um, structure in a lot of these concepts and understanding how networks function will be a good thing and a good step in, in um, towards understanding a lot of these things. But we are going to speak on networks in future podcasts and I thank you. Um, this is Ian Seymour signing out for one more week of a weekly IT, a weekly Jamaican experience, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much as we move on to another podcast next week.